T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. Ah, yes. Clint's Football at Four. Clint is out. He is in Cabo. Uh, him and his beautiful bride enjoying a little 44 vacation. 44 ounces of Texas Chill. That's right. 44 ounces. So, uh, Clint is out, but Brandon Scott of uh, Sports Radio uh, of SportsRadio610.com. You can check his uh, all of his stuff there. Writes a lot of great, great things that you need to read about, you know, not only the Texans, but the Rockets, the Astros. So check out his work there. It is four o'clock, though, on a Friday. So we are happy to be joined by the Hall of Famer, John McClain, who is always presented by the great people at Horn Solutions. How you doing, General? Guys, I'm doing great. I'm waiting to hear about D'Amico Ryan's his interview with the Texans. Today, of course, he'd do a Zoom. He's preparing for the game against the Cowboys. And and, um, and I think D'Amico knows that he is the popular favorite in Houston when it comes to fans and media that know him. I'm, I'm interested uh, for you personally, John, if it were up to you in terms of your plan A, plan B, plan C, whatever, where would D'Amico fit for you? Well, I'm biased, Ron, because I covered him every year he was here. I've stayed in touch with him. I did a column on him last year, talked to him before the Texans played the Niners in their last road game. I talked to him before the Texans played the 49ers this year. I think it'd be great to bring him home. And uh, he'd hire an offensive coordinator. I don't know if he'd hire a defensive coordinator. I also like uh, uh, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. They've done fabulous jobs with Philadelphia. Steichen's been the offensive coordinator the longest, three years. Uh, ben Johnson did for the Lions what D'Amico did last year. Did interviews and said, I need more seasoning. Went back. It worked great for D'Amico. Hopefully it'll work that way with Ben Johnson next year. But I wouldn't have a problem with Sean Payton, D'Amico, Ryan, Shane Steichen, or Jonathan Gannon. They're all hot properties. Not a Gannon. <laughs> John. So as someone who covered D'Amico and and obviously, like you mentioned, knows D'Amico, I would assume, first of all, that D'Amico, out of all these candidates, knows the organization best after having played here and lived here in the city. But what would you say, what do you think he would need to be sold on as a candidate about this particular job and the regime or, or whatever it may be? Like, what do you think it is? that D'Amico would need to be sold on about the Texans in order to want this job? The relationship with the general manager, 
you know, Lovey Smith and David Cullies always said they had good relationship. Casario talked to him every day. I know some decisions that were made by Casario was because they wanted to make it. And uh, I don't think that D'Amico, as a first-time head coach with two years as a coordinator, and not a lot of years as an assistant coach, 2017, uh, if you don't count his high school year, the year after he left the NFL, that he needs a personnel guy with a lot of experience. And I think he can see what the Texans have as far as draft capital and cap room, but it's about relationships. You know, he knows Cal McNair. He knows Janice McNair. He knows the city very well. And uh, and he knows also, not only was he one of the best players in franchise history, he's the most popular. One of the many reasons I liked him is he talked every day. He sat there where Whitney Merciless sat for years. If you needed him, he's available. He's not one of these once-a-week guys or a guy that ran to the training room or the shower when the media came in and he did it, whether they won or they lost. And players who got to know him from that 2006 draft, which is still the best in franchise history, Kubiak's first year and Charlie Cashley's last year's GM in his last draft, uh, D'Amico made a lot of friends and uh, he was a smart guy very analytical and uh, very informative and uh, I just think the world of him if it's not here it's going to be somewhere else whether it's this year or next year if the Texans don't hire D'Amico Ryans I hope he doesn't go to the Colts mm. oh, yeah God. he's interviewing with him today Goodness. John McClain presented by Horn Solutions I just want to dispel uh, or dispel diffuse something that's been talked about uh with D'Amico Ryan's, is it, is do you think there is any any truth to the fact? None of, whatsoever. You already know. Where None I'm going? whatsoever. Can I at least get it out? Yeah, your butt. Because I don't know what it is. <laughs> is there any truth to the thought that the the the, the lawsuit in the past oh, would have yeah, anything no. to hold to hold it back? Because that's just that's one about. of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I just wanted to get it out. I mean, I know you're connected. He, I am connected with that, and I know the that the. McNair's don't hold it against him. They were just part of the lawsuit. He certainly doesn't hold the turf against them. He came back and played one more year, and he still has a lot of ties in Houston. So um, what I like about this search, they are all legitimate candidates. Mm. I don't expect them to hire Thomas Brown. I'd be surprised if it's Kafka with one year as a coordinator and a play caller as opposed to like Steichen with three years as a coordinator and a year as a play caller. Steichen having the most balance in the league, working with a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, he would be able to work very well with uh, Bryce Bryce Young. And the key is when Ryans is doing his interview, they're going to want to know, okay, who's going to be your offensive coordinator? Who's going to be your quarterback coach? He's got to have multiple uh, examples at every position. Are you going to call plays? Are you going to have a defensive coordinator? One thing like I thought was very cool, and uh, Frank Ross, whose special teams were voted the best in the NFL this year, and I think that's no surprise to any of us, Rick Gosselin's annual special teams report, which I've tweeted three times today, first time the Texans have ever finished number one, and any new coach that comes in here, I would say, Frank, What's it going to take? Mm. All right, John McClain. John, I, I do have a quick one here. Um, 
It's been reported that Sean Payton is seeking twenty to twenty-five million dollars. Do you think the McNairs would even entertain that? Well, I've been reporting for two weeks. He wants twenty million a year. I've never heard twenty-five till Mike Florio printed. He's not going to get twenty-five million a year. He's not worth it. Bill Belichick makes him that neighborhood of 20 nobody else is close and so i would think if they don't let money stand in the way of decisions but that is just astronomical and i can't believe if Peyton really wants a job and he's made millions and millions and millions that he wouldn't take 15 instead of 20 million if not he can stay working for fox it's one thing to give up a first round pick for him and that's fine because he's a great coach but you know, he. Uh, I talked to two people that have worked with him. He said he doesn't have to have in his contract that he has foul sale personnel. I said that's that's a good thing because every team out there has now got a general manager, and in in most of his cases they have foul sale over personnel. And these guys said that he wants somebody he knows that he can work well with, and that they can compromise and they can collaborate. And I said, well, I can only tell you what Lovey Smith. And David Cully said about Nick Casario, but uh, I I don't see anybody paying him twenty to twenty five million. John, what about the other voices and the other people that are supposed to be involved in this process? We heard the the McNairs and even Casario himself say that one of their shortcomings in the past in this process has been not having more voices or kind of not letting other people be involved in the process. Do we have a sense for? Who other than the obvious characters in this? And we know Jack Easterby's been gone for a while now. Other than the McNairs and Nick Casario, who else is in on this? That's such a crock. It's just like Cal McNair saying he's going to be more involved. He was involved in everything last year, every interview. When it came down to the final decision, he had to sign off on it. The way it'll be this year, Nick will decide who he wants. He will tell Hannah and Cal McNair, this is who I'd like to hire and why. And why? And they've been there every step of the way. They talk every day. And unless he says something off out of this, out of this universe, like uh, I'd like to hire Bill O'Brien, they're not going to say no. You can't but, but, hire that but, but guy. But hold on, John. They, NFL they, they, rules. I know what you're saying. I'm getting to it. Okay. NFL rules this year. They put a new one in there. You have to have a diverse group of people in the room while you're doing interviews so everybody can see, whether it's women, whether it's blacks, Hispanics, Asians, every team looking. You have to have your HR person, I think, in there too. Every team interviewing candidates has to follow the NFL guidelines that are there for the first time. So I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, and one other thing, they're not using a corn fairy search firm. Corn Ferry search firm, they, Jed Hughes was sitting in all those interviews. He's the one that recommended Bill O'Brien and some others because they, because of the search firm, they're not using Corn Ferry. And I think that's great. So, John, you, so you, you think it was more just kind of lip service yeah, from Kyle the, McNair well, that, that he's, so you don't think there's really going to be very much change in the process because. I would just say it looks like the process has changed by, as you said earlier, all of of these candidates candidates are legitimate because the last two go-rounds, the Joe Lombardi's and the Josh McCown's and like those those guys didn't seem legitimate, but you you think it's just kind of lip service. Nick is still running this thing as normal and and, and Kyle McNair's role is not really changing this round. I think Kyle McNair's there for every interview. He has questions. Uh, 
I know Hannah's in there and Casario's in there. There's other people in there. They can ask questions if they want to, but I'm guessing it's driven by uh, Nick Casario and Cal McNair. And uh, every team in the league is doing this. They have to, according to a friend of mine in the league office, every time teams interview somebody, they've got to send them a report about everything and sending it to the league office. So, you mentioned Joe Lombardi last year. Justin Herbert was coming off a tremendous year, and that's why they interviewed him. Hines Ward had to have been a favor for somebody. Josh McCown, of course, was being pushed by Jack Easterby. And um, so I think now one of the reasons they have a, a lot of really good, interesting, popular candidates is because it's the first time they've had a legitimate search since they hired Bill O'Brien in 2014 and interviewed multiple candidates john how much do they value these draft picks i know we're talking about you know D'Amico ryan's doing his interview today but when it when it comes to sean payton how much is too much we've heard various reports on what the saints might ask for but it, it is some range between what sean payton said on colin cowherd's show of being a mid first round pick to what was reported in the new orleans newspaper of you know something that's more similar to multiple first round picks a la uh, the John Gruden trade from years ago. What What is too much, do you think, uh, as far as a threshold for the Texans organization having to make that decision? Well, with all due respect to whoever wrote that, they're not getting two ones, two twos, and $8 billion uh, for, John, for Sean Payton. They may ask Carolina for that. I would imagine the compensation from Carolina, a division rival, would be more than anybody else. For Sean Payton to say multiple times he'd worked it out with the GM, Mickey Loomis, and it was mid to low first round pick, I would trust him because I don't think he's going to go public if it wasn't true. But if you're going to let your coach go into a division rival that has good talent on both sides of the ball and needs a quarterback, if he gets a quarterback, all of a sudden the Panthers are going to dominate that division and the Saints, who I believe this time next year will be looking for a new coach. And there's a good chance if Brady goes to Carolina that maybe he could talk uh, that he could talk Tom Brady to come back. Peyton and Brady, according to Mike Florio, has written this a thousand times, were going to Miami last year as a package deal. Then they had the Brian Flores lawsuit, and the league found out. That's why they took away the Dolphins' number one pick this year. So if they were hot to try to get together last year, unless they just wanted to hang out on a beach in a boat together, then being at Carolina, there's worse situations because – They've got a lot of good things going on from their recent drafts. And as far as the Texans' draft choice, they value them more than anything, and they should because they've traded away a lot of players who I see in the playoffs for draft picks. And they got Damian Pierce with that fourth-rounder that came from Cleveland. But they're going to have to give up, whether it's the Browns' pick this year or maybe the Texans' pick next year. And if I'm Casario and I'm giving out a 12, I would ask, okay – I would like something in return to ease that because that's going to end up being a pretty good spot. Something like what? Another lower pick. Oh. All right, John McClain presented by Horn Solutions. Uh, I, I, I'm curious from you, John, because they, they have a lot of directions they can go. They have picks 2 and 12 right now, and they also have uh, have good amount of money under the cap. How much of a priority do you think it is for the Texans to have a young potential franchise quarterback 
is the most important thing they got going. A new coach, and a, especially if it's a popular coach, and I think just about anybody from this list will be, people are so tired of what's happened uh, going back to 2019 when they beat the Bills in the playoffs. And they need a quarterback. And uh, whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, it depends on what Casario and his staff, how they have them rated. It could be that uh, the Colts trade up from four to one to get a quarterback. And then the problem is that the Bears go to four and think, well, we're going to get Will Anderson Jr. Jalen Carter. Uh, well, you know what? Other trades can be made too. And I don't know. We don't know. We're not going to know what Casario thinks. I hope he wouldn't try to sign Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. I yeah. can't imagine they'd want to come here. They're at a time in their careers. They need to go somewhere where they think they can get the playoffs next season. So I think the franchise quarterback, after we saw what Deshaun Watson did, they need that desperately. And it's not just about what happens on the field. You know, they got to sell tickets and sponsorships and club seats. I mean, everybody saw those crowds last season, and it was dismal, not to mention embarrassing. It was. John McClain presented by Horn Solutions. Our senior writer here at SportsRadio610.com as well as Gallery Sports. You can catch all this stuff there. What you got? Uh, what you got coming this weekend, John? I have on uh, SportsRadio610.com a column on uh, the Texans and the coaching situation. And I have on GalleriesSports.com a predictions column for the weekend. And I'm taking all the home teams to win and all of them to uh, – I think I took the spread on all the visitors. Yes, I did. There you go. All right, John, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Ron and Brandon, thank you guys very much. Have a great weekend. You too, right, John. That's John McClain, who every week when he does that, I think he's about to really, like, step out and say something to us. Booger butt. Hey, Ron and Brandon, I think it's followed up by, like, hey, man, it was real. No, this, yeah. that's his ending. He, he, he does have me concerned, like, the possibility of the Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Derek Carr you can't scenario. Rule, you can't rule a thing out. Dude. Because you, you, you also can't rule out, hey, Nick. Am I on the hot seat? Yes. What's the fastest way that I think I can get myself to seven I, wins? I tell you that. I tell you what, though, they do that and they do not deserve good things. We'll, the rest of us will suffer for it, but they themselves I, do not deserve the good things that should be coming to them in a situation like this. Coming up, uh, I'm insanely jealous of you two. Insanely jealous. My good looks. <laughs> I'm insanely jealous of you two about something that doesn't include either one of your looks. I'll tell you coming up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That was John McClain. What? This is what I'm talking about. I'm Don't shake your head at me. I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm completely jealous of you all. This is what I'm talking about right here. Completely jealous of you all. See that play there that Tyler just played? Because he knew where I was going. Knew where I was going with this. Was a uh, was a great moment here as uh, Jose Altuve uh, took uh, a rolled his Chapman deep. We'll never to send, them, to send them to the World Series, your Houston Astros. That was the last time I believe a Roldis Chapman was worth a damn in any way. Yeah, he was broken. Uh, Jose Altuve broke him right, right right there in that soundbite. And this is why I'm jealous of you all and everybody. <laughs> and probably 90% of the listeners. See, the baseball team that I root for, just signed Araldis Chapman. And the excitement. Wait, to do what exactly? To, to pitch? Well, <laughs> I think. But but to do what? Because, I mean, assuming to, assumingly he would be the closer. but I think so. But, like, how many games would he be closing? I don't know. They're not going to win a lot of them. Probably not. That's, but, that's an interesting but, play. But I, I just said, just think about this. I want you all to think about this, everybody. The team I root I root for in baseball just signed to roll this Chapman, the Kansas City Royals. And the place and and Royals Twitter and Kansas City fans are through the roof about this move. This is are wide, they really oh, widely accepted with excitement? I think it's because it's some name that you know. It's some, no, it's not good. You don't have to look up stats. Man. No, no, no. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what else have y'all done. What else have the Royals done not, this offseason? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just excitement. Just, 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 but just look at where the Astros are compared to what I deal with. Look at, look at where your team is. I mean, there's, a, I mean, there's always 2015. Oh, living in it, baby. <laughs> there's always 20. I mean, living I know it's it. meant to be eight years but ago. But I just said. The Astros, you all go pick up. You all go, you all sign Brantley back. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, that, you, and that's one of the underrated signings. One of the under, uh, you, you bring in a Brayu. I mean, you got, I mean, you bring, I mean, you got a whole, you got a crew. You add it to the team. You just won the chip and you add it to the team. You lost Verlander, but you feel pretty good about it. What's my team doing? Signed to roll this Chapman. Woo! <laughs> that's sad, man. This is weird. For, I lo- this no, is weird I, for me I, I, to I was so, have followed. I, I, I was on. I was on. I was on. I was just looking at people that are Royals fans, and I just said, "Guys, what are we doing here? Hey, what a Roldis Chapman are you remembering? You, you tell me if this was as as widely praised and accepted amongst the Royals fans as I thought it was, and I was kind of uniquely interested in this. But when Sam Houston State's own Ryan O'Hearn. Was designated for assignment. Oh, six six. I got that sense from Royals fans that they were really excited oh, about that. Happy like about addition that. by subtraction. Uh, thrilled by that. Like that was thrilled one of the by, yeah, marquee offseason moments for your for your franchise. But I'm just saying, just I mean, just really, you got to take and understand how great it is to you as an Astros fan. Yeah, really you got other teams who are signing a Roldis Chapman who is was broken by Jose Altuve as you 
as you so well stated. Yeah, the life of an Astros fan these recent years has been and pretty then, nice. And just and and I mean, when I I'm telling you, I <laughs> rolled through, I sat through, I rolled through easily 15 tweets of Royals fans. All right, yeah, making moves. Come on, man. Making moves. I mean, he only he not only puts his hands on women, but he also sucks at baseball. Okay, man. But it is technically making a move. You like And the worst part about it, it, it is it's an improvement. Maybe he was a little rusty. You can't disagree with the premise. It's an improvement. They they, they are at oh, least yeah, a, making so, moves. So listen, man, love it. Like look, you got the Now I mean, there is the little football thing. There's the little the little yeah, I, I feel I feel like having Patrick Mahomes for the next Patrick decade Mahomes, is gonna Super is gonna Bowl, football thing. soften that blow. There is the like Tyler was talking about earlier today. Oh God, I remember exactly where I was when it was twenty four to nothing. Ooh, never there forget, is, unfortunately. There is that. Do you, where were you? You said that you where, where I saw you talking about that. Where were you when that happened? Man, I was. Uh, as is, you, you call me a psycho sports fan all the time. I don't, I don't deny that. As a psycho sports fan, most big games, especially really any Texas A&M football game, they're not normally very big lately, but any Texas A&M football game or any big game that I'm a fan of, I'm watching that thing in my living room. I got to be at my house, not distracted. So I was at home, and uh, I was in Stafford. I was at a homie's house in Stafford. I, I went to middle school there, still got friends in Stafford. <laughs> you were hanging out with Larry? I, was in the, I wasn't hanging out with Larry. Larry could, could have been invited, though. And I, and I feel like I was in a similar situation as Larry, feeling a similar way. But, yeah, I was in the meadows in Stafford, and, uh, yeah, I could, could feel it crumbling. I was there. That's right. You were. Oh, you were, like, at Arrowhead. <laughs> slowly watching. Wow. Slowly watching it. Slowly watching. No, but, but you got to understand, like, in that stadium – up to that point, like, Kansas City had not had a great deal of success in that round. Like, they they have been a – they are widely known in that city. They've had, like, four or five times where they've been a high seed and lost in their first first playoff game. So, that that, that place was nervous until until Andre Carter fumbled that kickoff. That felt the that felt, guy. The, felt yeah. the change right there. Text in 713-572-4610. As we are entering the playoffs, where were you? Yeah. I sat where? in silence, man. Megan was legit worried about me. Y'all get, ended up oof. coming from behind or the the Chiefs did ended up coming from behind in every single game in that in that yes, uh, yes. Super Bowl run. So not so quite, not I, quite I, a comeback like 24-0. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we, I we were the, I the signature to, of it. I don't mean to but I I still can't be believe the final, the, like the final score. Yeah, it was like four. Was it 50, 50 something? To, 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 they they put up a fifty burger, didn't no, they? They put up fifty, and I think it felt like it ripped my nuts off. I think Deshaun ran a touchdown in late or at, at some point in the fourth quarter. But it was, I mean, yeah, it, I mean that was so. It, it happened so fast. Yeah, the the moment that I would point to as yeah, hold on, did, like. A lot I of people can't say, remember. I can't. Remember. Did the Texans lose the lead at the half? They it was gone by halftime. Yeah, by halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was twenty four zero with about ten minutes left in the second quarter, I believe. And by halftime, I'm trying to remember what the score was, but yeah, they had all but come back. If they even that, they may have even eclipsed them. I'm trying to remember. It was just it, it's a blur now, man. Because you because all you think about is twenty four to nothing. Because I remember thinking. Oh, they can't mess this up. I, I, I think I even said that to somebody during the no, game. I was I like, oh, oh, they can't. 
I was so like jubilant, dude. I, I mean, I was pumped. Oh, well, be, and because it was the Chiefs, and they had, remember they had beaten them earlier in the regular yes. season. Yeah. So I said they could win the Super Bowl. I said that. I said if, if they win that game, we're we're hosting an AFC title game at, right. at NRG. Yeah, yeah, I know. For the first time ever. Yeah. And it would be and, the Texans playing, not some other teams. And think about it. They would have beaten. And think about how how significant this would be now. We already know how great Patrick Mahomes See, is. Why, but the, the questions so, were about Josh Brandon, Allen. Don't do they this They would to have yourself. beaten do Josh Allen yourself. and Patrick oh. Mahomes in back-to-back playoff games. And the Titans. And they would have played the Titans, the team that took your team. All right. and, All right. Yeah, the Chiefs scored 28 in the second quarter. It was 28-24 to 24 at the half. Mm. So, yeah. pain. Vibe, vibe ruined. Mm. I need a drink. Ah, boy, that was that was this round of the playoffs. What? Let's all heal together, though. Let's get through it. Damn. Hopefully, we're moving in the right direction now. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Twenty-eight, twenty-four at halftime. That is right. So yeah, by ha- by halftime, the dream had been. I mean, it was qu- I mean, that was quick. Very quick. Twenty-eight, the second quarter. Good God. Because it, it was like the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, yeah. and then <laughs> the Texans said, "I got you." But, it but, felt but, like but it also, ripped my nuts off. Also, though. Pat and Andy are so cold. Like, Travis, Travis. Oh Travis. yeah, I, I mean, guess, Lo- yes. I mean Lonnie Johnson. That was the birth of. Oh yes, oh. that was the birth Travis of Kelsey Lonnie. did whatever the hell he wanted. I felt. To. I, yes. I, I didn't know. I didn't know who Lonnie was. I, I legit felt bad for that young man. I was watching. I said he doesn't have a chance, and he truly. And, and at the time, people thought he was the ideal matchup because of the size and the supposed mm-hmm. corner skills. Yikes, Lonnie on Travis Kelsey. And an injured Justin Reed on a fake punt running the ball. Yeah. A safety that wasn't that's not even that fast, which y'all probably know now Texans, in Kansas City. Texas said, uh, it, 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 text line, if the Texas beat KC, is Watson still here? I don't know if he stops the nasty. All right, coming up. He's a weirdo. On the other side, uh, an interesting look at the uh, playoffs as they get going. Some people say this is the best weekend of uh, of of playoff football, the divisional weekend. We'll uh, we'll have an interesting look at that coming up next. Sports Radio six ten presents the drive with Sterner and Hughley. Oh man, I I feel bad for this person that texted in as uh, as we went back as uh, remembering at this time. What was that? Two thousand nineteen. This time, there was uh, excitement in Houston preparing for coming off of that amazing game against Buffalo in which you're like, man, this dude, this dude, Deshaun, is going to be He's the guy. guy. He's 24 and doing this. And then and you, he started you had, taking little towels. You had, beat, you had beaten the Chiefs uh, the first time in week six that year. I was there for that one, too. Little show's first game ever. Pretty sure I pissed off Frank Clark in the in the post game uh, locker Shocker. interview. Shocker! Oh, you pissed somebody he off? Was terrible, no way! Man. He was terrible. I just got the red carpet. We're wanting to get into a controversy. He had the audacity <laughs> to just wear these old red sunglasses during his during his press. Getting to see a trend show, but like no shirt. He ain't fully dressed. He just got on his pants, no shirt. This is beach outfit. Chain, and it was not. This is. He was not, it, it, was know, not at the beach. Surfside, poolside. He was in the Midwest. <laughs> but uh, but no, and and Deshaun completely outplayed Mahomes in that first game, and 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 Mahomes threw picks, and he was the reason that the the Texans won. And then you come back in, you're feeling yourself, and I'm telling you, I'm sure this person went out here and said to hell with it, I'm buying tickets. Person said, we asked where were you, where you were, 
I was there at the game, sitting front row. I was even on the news. How to say Kansas City has the best uh, friends ever. They were cool when we went down there. Very, very super cool. So you were there. You had to sit in there. You had Man, to sit in that thing. Do you know how mad I would have been to have spent money and time and effort that's into a, going there and then they cough it up like that? That's that's a that's a that's one the, the, that's one you got to really measure. Well, like you got to yeah. really you got to feel good about that. Like when when I when I decided to get the tickets to go to the Final Four, there gonna, there would be nothing more angry than me because I drove to New Orleans. Yeah. To now get in that car and have to drive back and spend that money on them tickets and that food, and they went out there and got their ass kicked. Yeah, but you went with your boy. That was his first time. Was little, slightly with little show. Slightly easy. That that was more about Happy birthday. Come, yeah, I was gonna say. You know that was slightly more about slightly. the father son. Well, they made it. It made it feel much better because of the dub. Like as a father, you'll never forget that. Even if y'all had lost, you'd still be mad. Yeah, hot, but hot. you 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 would. You'd never forget that, especially since y'all share that bond. He actually I, cares. It's not like you're forcing him to go. I do want to move move on, but how bad do you want to be in that that place again to be pissed off? Oh, this is, this is the opportunity. Like, what would you that, give right now to hey, just be? No, no, no. Seriously, though, that's why the whole, that, that comment earlier that we got on the text line about show being so dramatic. All right, but this is a dramatic situation. Like, maybe he is dramatic, but. Like, we love sports and drama. But, 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 yo, this is the drama. Like, because. The opportunity to get back there is here. Would like, you, wouldn't like, you love to have the opportunity to blow a twenty-four? Well, well and, and it's, wouldn't you love to be down 28, 24 at the half just to be in the game? Here, you are now actually trying to replace Bill O'Brien. Nobody really thought that David Cully was the future. Nobody really thought that Lovey Smith was the future. But whoever the coach is that's coming up next is supposed to be the guy, for better or worse, finally, who's going to be the future. Fin- yeah, yeah. Finally, same thing with the quarterback. Davis Mills, okay, okay experiment for a team that wasn't headed anywhere anyway. But now you got an opportunity to actually get that quarterback and head coach. That's what makes this offseason so damn compelling, man. Because here is where it starts to getting you back to that very moment to where you can I'll have say, your heart. I'll say this, B. Scott, though, I, and I tweeted this the other day, but I want to be there so bad. All Texans fans want to be there. You you yeah. want to improve, of course, but when and if that day does come, I'm not saying it's anytime soon, but when that day comes and the Texans are in the playoffs, yeah. the city of Houston is going to be experiencing the most extreme case of PTSD. Oh, yeah. Whenever, it's especially coming. if they get any kind of decent lead. I think it's yeah. coming. G- give me that over. Sean Payton. Oh, give me that over that last home game where absolutely your purpose. You feel like you're rooting for losing against Jacksonville, so I you can get the number one overall pick, and there's no people in the stand. That hurts. Give, All me, right. give me that. All right, these games are coming up this weekend. I just had a, I, I just had an interesting thought. Trailer rule and frame text line. You could jump in seven one three five seven two four six ten and be a part of this. I'm looking at the teams remaining, and I got to just looking at the the helmets last night. And I was thinking, all right, what's the first player that comes to my head when I see these helmets? Like, I mean, not not just like any player, past or present. Because I was looking at the Jags, yeah. and I'm like, when I see the Jacksonville Jaguar, like, what's the player's name that comes to your mind? When I see Jacksonville, and I think this is going to be fun, the three of us played this. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people out there listening, because I think it's going to show our age. For sure. And how we... Like, when I see Jacksonville, I think Fred Taylor. Do you? 
when I see the Jacksonville Jaguar, when I see that logo, the player that comes to my head this, is Fred Taylor. This, this does show our age for sure because I think Maurice Jones drew. All right, really? Yeah, but okay. but, but we're we're thinking along the same lines there, or, or even, <laughs> even. So the, you see the he, Jags he, helmet, you see the player like you, bam, Maurice Jones. Maurice Jones drew, but I can see Fred Taylor too. Fred I, Taylor I, I'm is, not, yeah, I'm not knocking that. I can definitely see that. A, a weird one, and, and would definitely be behind those two. But a weird one that I do think of, David Garrard. Okay, old nine. Oh Who, yeah. Who's your Who's your? Yeah, that's a moment. My, mine is Maurice Jones drew. Really? Yeah, okay. That little wrecking ball yeah. running all over the Texans for a few years. Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's got to be Patty Mahomes. Is it Mahomes? Him or who was the old school quarterback that was smoking a cigarette at halftime? Oh, Lynn, we just lost Lynn yeah, Dawson. Yeah, <laughs> Other than Lynn Dawson, did Patty Mahomes? So it's Mahomes. Yeah, mine's uh, Priest Holmes, man. Really? Yes. You see? The, oh, I don't. I you. no, no, no. I, you seriously, see, you see the Chiefs helmet? You think first player you think of Priest Holmes with the Chiefs? Yeah, really? yeah, man. Uh, me and a, a friend of mine, one of my best friends. I just remember we both like. Whenever he was doing what he was doing with the Chiefs, I mean, he was fun to watch. Priest Holmes was yeah. was really, really yeah, fun to no watch. Question. And that was really the t- the time period of my life, I think, where I was really starting to get into football. So, uh, yeah, it's Priest Holmes. Yeah. Somebody that texted in and lied and said they see Cecil Shorts when they think of the Jags. <laughs> do, they must think I'm Cecil. And, uh, or do they think my, I'm Cecil? That's got to be up? it. Is mine that what is, it is? It's got to be it. Mine is Derek Thomas. He's my favorite okay. football player. Okay. Age growing up, that was that was I had that '58 jersey worn through because, you know, we didn't know the dryers just took them out. Yeah. Uh, all right, the Bengals. Who's the player that you see when you see the Bengals? If I'm honest, go ahead. It's Von Tess Burpick. Fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> this is good age. Well, I don't know why it's Von Tess Burpick, <laughs> or really just a combination of like. You know, Vontez Burfick, Pac-Man Jones, uh, was it what was all Kirk, those heavy Kirk, hitters? Every dude. So when I was in college, first growing my locks, I would get confused with being Ooh, a Cincinnati Bengals man. defensive back. So yeah, I don't know. Basically, everybody who had who, who had dreadlocks for the Cincinnati Bengals in that let's call it early 2010s era. I know I'm gonna age. It's like Carl Pickens. Do you oh, remember God. the wide receiver Carl Pickens? I, and then when I see the Bengals. Yeah, vaguely, yes. <laughs> Carl Pickens is where I go. For me, it's got to be Chad uh, Johnson slash uh, Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Chad, Chad, that's Chad probably, Ocho that's Cinco. Probably, that's yeah. a good one. Electric. Yeah. Damn, I feel old, boy. I just, Carl Pickens. I don't know why. It's either It was either him or Kajana Carter. I don't know why. Oh, that's man. the Bengals I remember. The, that, so that's a blast from the past. But, man, the Bengals were so terrible growing up. They were awful. You know what I mean? So, like, up. they were an afterthought really until that. You know that that, uh, that Andy Dalton era with those uh, defensive players I was talking about. Buffalo Bills for me it's Bruce Smith. Oh, big seven eight. Anytime I see the Buffalo Bills, that's that that's that that's the one I see. Now you know you're talking to Houston. Yeah, you're treading on uh, some dangerous territory so here, sir. So it's gonna be a player who actually himself wasn't great, and it's not the one, not at all the one that you would think about. Not Jim Kelly. Not Thurman Thomas. Not Thurman Thomas. Not Andre Reed. Not, not Bruce. But Frank Wright. Frank <laughs> Wright. That's the one. Frank Wright. Who do you, who, Frank who's Wright. yours? Who's yours, Tyler? Okay, Tyler. I don't Ty- know. Tyler's Tyler. Tyler's. Who's yours, oh. Tyler? Is it Frank Wright? Your Buffalo Bill? He doesn't have it? Yeah. Uh, All right. All right, NFC. I'll pick Eagles. Mario Williams for him. Did you pick Mario Williams <laughs> since he left All to right. go to the Bills? Eagles, Eagles. Who's I'm your- sorry, I thought we had breaking news. False alarm. I, I'll, I'll give you give it to you quick. It's uh, Fitz Magic. 
Oh, Ryan man. Fitzpatrick. Oh, really? interesting. Yeah. Really? Where they started three and zero that year. No. When he was the Eagles. Eagles for me is Donovan McNabb. That's the. That's the. When I see the Eagles' helmet, I see Don, and that bad hair. Yeah. I'm gonna go Deshaun Jackson. Really? Ooh, Te- I like that. Deshaun yeah. Jackson. Text line, by the way, for the Bills. Uh, OJ. We got a lot of old people or. <laughs> A lot of fascination with killers. Go ahead. Hey, Twitter world. (laughs) My Mr. Eagle here has got to be T.O. doing some sit-ups in his driveway. Mm, T.O. Okay. All right. Somebody text in for the the Bengals. Boomer Esiason. Not a bad one. Oh, yeah. The old lefty with the beach blonde hair. That's before my time. But, yeah, that that would be a more obvious one and and a better one. The Giants. Who is it it for you with the Giants? Can I say Michael Strahan's gap specifically? That specifically, okay. See, I was see for me when I see the. But Giants, of course, of course, Lawrence Taylor. But Michael Stray. Let's go with Michael Stray. When Strahan's I see the guy. Giants, I see, I see Plaxico Burrs and that gun dropping down <laughs> and shooting himself in the club. That's a good. That's a better. So one. for me, it's yes. all anytime. It's always Plex. It's Plexico Burrs for me when I see the Giants helmet. I see a player Plexico Burrs. Oh, mine's got to be Tom Brady's kryptonite, Eli Manning. Mm, yeah. Eli's a good one. Ooh, another good one for the Bengals. Icky Woods. The Icky oh, shuffle. the Icky Shuffle, that y'all. Commercial. Come and yeah. get some. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, the Niners. When you see the San Francisco 49ers, I go, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Jerry Rice was my dude. I was like my favorite player. I wore number 80 when I played for the Vikings in Little League uh, for multiple years. Didn't play receiver at all. But I, but but Jerry Rice is my dude. Yeah, so Jerry Rice is the obvious choice. Uh, but I, just to go with somebody different, in this case, I know, I think you went with T.O. for, did you go with T.O. for, the, for with the Eagles? Eagles? Yes. I'm going to go with T.O. Really? for the 49ers like just because that. of my age and where I was growing up. That's around the T.O. time when was, I really, yeah. and one of my biggest <laughs> memories was T.O. Getting going, blasted on the star. Getting blasted on the star by, <laughs> by, by was it George Teague, I think? Oh, George Teague. George Teague wasn't playing. Was out there? I think Clint was on the sideline for that. Yeah, he was. He might have been. Yeah. I was, I was watching Emmett that game out, live. Emmett came out first Yeah, and, and stomped it, and then and George Teague had had enough. Yeah. He blasted <laughs> that man. Yeah. Who's I, your 49ers? Uh, mine, it's going to be a little different, but I'm going uh, Vernon Davis. Really, the tight end? God, yeah. I guess it has to show your age. Yeah. Vernon Davis. I really enjoyed watching him, and I, Patrick, I enjoyed his media stuff, Patrick too. Willis is somewhere rolling over in his football grave. Yeah, he's like, what I got to do to Frank get Frank Gore is somewhere rolling over in his football grave. Shoot, in even area. the five minutes of, uh, what was my man that was crazy, the the the, the, the know, pass rusher? As a, as, oh, Charles Haley? No, 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 oh, no, the younger one. He drafted in the same draft as uh, Oh, is JJ. it Alden Smith? There we go. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. He's, Vernon he's had some years, man, he where, did, where he, he was really well, good. As a side note, and I see somebody just text one, this, this one in with the Niners, Merton Hanks. Well, when oh. Merton Hanks used to do that, okay. when Merton Hanks is the only person who's ever had a neck longer than Davis Mills. <laughs> go check out Merton Hanks. His, 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 uh, he was the dude. <laughs> sure, uh, Mike, right, uh, Mike Glennon might have a word. Everybody's favorite. The Mike Dallas, Glennon might have a word. The Dallas that. Cowboys. Yeah. There it was. Glory hope. I think of Jerry Jones when I see the the Dallas Cowboys helmet. I believe that. I try, I That's can't good. Help it. I think of Jerry. I know they got a lot of players out there. I think of Jerry when I see it. One of my earliest football memories of injury was Michael Irvin breaking his neck in uh in Philly. Or, or oh, I don't know. I can't remember if he broke yeah, it, but I remember Veteran it was a, Stadium, that yeah. terrible place. Yeah. That place took out a lot of people. Yeah. Go look it up. I have been hurting. Yeah. Go look it up, kids. Willie Galt. Somebody who tore both his ACLs on a go route Ooh. because of one of them seams he hit. 
yeah. out there at Veterans Stadium. So yours is Mike Irvin. Yeah, so mine's going to be Mike Irvin and, and that pro- that moment maybe specifically. We're talking Cowboys. I'm going the cheerleaders. <laughs> okay. Um, That's fight on brand. Yeah, man, they are the fine as hell. Is. Yeah, they, they do well. They, they do there. what they do, and they do it well. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. This. What are the odds that Jerry picks them himself? Love you, though, Houston, Texas cheerleaders. Love you. but That Jerry steps out and picks of himself. Yeah. Like from a glass where he can't be seen, but he can see on the other one, like it, like in the interrogations. Oh, All right, who's got – who's in the power seat? D'Amico Ryans is interviewing today. Who is in the power seat? Is it D'Amico Ryans or is it the Houston Texans? We'll discuss that next as 5 o'clock fire is on the way on the drive. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.